previously on the Dave and Steve show. Your popcorn's really good. Hopefully so I will. guess my, my question is, that's awesome. Uh, that's on record as one of his worst questions ever, <laughs> actually. And I decided everybody would have a better time if I didn't go, and so I didn't. Here's the jackass that goofs off all the time. I can pinpoint him a mile away. You flung your hat across the room in complete disgust. Do tell. What did you do last week? Show number 66 on the Dave and Steve show. I am Steve sitting right alongside me. I'm here 27 miles away is my buddy Dave. What's up, everybody? And from Parts Unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. One of these days, I want to do one of these double number shows. (laughs) I just want to 66, 33. I don't Uh, think you can do 33. I think that ship has sailed. Uh, well, we are off and running on show number 66, and I am very excited to be uh, uh, to be here tonight. Uh, Dave, what did you do this last week? Well, can we address the elephant in the room that you, you kicked off the show and the previously on had your voice at the beginning of it? This right. is now, this is no longer the Dave and Steve show. This is now the Steve and Dave show. Steve is, <laughs> Steve is he's, uh, he's performed a coup. He's taken over, uh, yeah. and... Effectively, in the podcasting world, he's assassinated me. I am now second fiddle. Uh, and Steve, w- in all honesty, what's going to happen is I'm leaving. I'm headed out on a little family vacation. And so we decided, since I'm the one that always puts the show together and records the show and all that, we figured we better figure out how to get somebody else to do this. Otherwise, there wasn't going to be a show next week when I'm out. And so Steve has graciously stepped in. He's decided he's going to try and figure things out. And so far, it's going incredibly well. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm I'm super excited about about all of the all of the things that I um, already have purchased to make this work, and uh, all of the things that I get to purchase to make this well, work. Well, one of the things that I'm excited about is the Steve and Dave show finally achieves that acronym SAD right. that I've always <laughs> wanted this podcast to have and so tonight my dreams have come true i think i've said it to you guys on the i don't know if i've said it on the show i know i've said it to you when we were relaunching the show i was thinking you know maybe now's the time to bring tracy's name into the actual part of the (laughs) the the name of the show and now who's gonna no it's fine but i at a certain point i was like how could we incorporate all three and i came up with the steve tracy dave show so that it would be the std show I thought yeah. that would be, and and I said it. I had a little tagline like it's the podcast that grows on you or something like that. And Ooh, yeah, I thought it yeah. was. I thought it was. I thought it was little, clever. No, it was. Uh, I I was ready to pull the trigger. But tonight, on that. tonight, listen, I've got no pressure on me because Steve's running the show, and I get to do Steve's role. I'm just gonna take my shirt off and make jokes about. My, my butthole or something. I don't know. <laughs> constantly, <laughs> constantly talking about my anus. I don't know. I got, I got nothing. Yeah, so so next week I head out uh, for Hawaii. Uh, one of the things uh, at my age when you go anywhere that, as I've now found, is I had to get prescription glasses and prescription sunglasses because I'm going to have kids in the ocean, and I need to see if those kids are screaming and waving for help or if they're just waving to say hi because they're out in the ocean in Hawaii. So... I went and got prescription sunglasses and glasses because I, you know, I, I'm gonna want sunglasses in the in the sun, obviously, right. when I'm out there. Uh, made me feel really old though. And then my wife and I, you know, we've been talking about different things we could do on the trip, different activities, all that kind of stuff. Earlier this week, I had the bright idea: Hey, we're gonna be in Hawaii. Let's get. W- both of us have tattoos, but we don't have a lot. I said, let's get tattoos. I'll I'll call right now. I'll get us booked in. We'll get some tattoos. It'll be awesome. So what do I do? I go online. I start looking around. I find a person. Hey, this is exactly what we're looking for. This guy has great art. Oh, and there's a a girl that works there too. Hers is fantastic. We'd take either of these. I call up the tattoo studio. Hey, we're going to be in town next week. We're hoping to book this, you know, Bob and Marsha or Bob or Marsha. That's not their real names, but uh, hey, we're looking to book these two. Bob's booked up until January. Uh, Marsha's booked up until November. And I called exactly four days before we were going to be in Hawaii to see if I could, my dumbass could book as if 
a really talented tattoo artist is just going to be hanging around waiting for people to just walk into the shop so that they can tattoo. I, I'm such a jack wagon when it comes to this kind of stuff. So we're not we're not getting tattooed in Hawaii unless we want. She actually did the girl who answered the phone and was she was very nice. But she did say like, you know, and again, I'm totally making these uh, these names up. But Jimbo is available if you want Jimbo. Uh, just look at his art on the website. Jimbo looks like he's been tattooing for all of three hours. It, there's no way in hell I would let Jimbo put anything on me. And so I, I politely called back and said, thanks, but I, I just don't think the timing's going to work out this time. So a Jimbo tattoo would also be classified as folk art. Yeah. So, yeah. It's okay, though, because we didn't... My wife's got actually a pretty good idea of what she would want. I have no idea what I would want, and I know tattoo artists hate when you go in and say, I don't know, just make something cool, and I'll, I'll love it. So... We're not going to do that after all, but but I wanted to get... I got a little drama going on in my house. In fact, I have a lot of drama going on in my house right now. I have sibling fighting sibling physically. Physically jumping on each other's back. There was biting. There was a full-on... Of course, I mean the guinea pigs that we have. We have brother guinea pigs who have right. decided that they absolutely hate each other. And they are Mike Tysoning the shit out of each other now. They are biting each other's ears, which apparently, I guess, this is what guinea pigs do. This is how they he, get he aggressive. He bites one ear, and now it's Mike Tysoning. Yeah, they. Right. Well, yeah, but I mean, he bit. He bit two ears. He bit both ears. He bit both of Evander Holyfield's ears. Did I? Yeah, I saw those ears. Oh up well, didn't he? Yeah, one, I mean, if that counts as a bite, he then... Bit, uh... He bit the earlobe off of one, it was hanging, and the ref told him if he did it again, he was going to be disqualified, and just a couple minutes later, he bit the other one almost off. It, they were both gnarly. So, anyway, so I've got these guinea pigs now, and if you've ever heard a guinea pig, they make this weird, like, I, I'm going to do it, and it's not going to sound like it, but it's this weird, like, they make this strange, like, alien noise, and that's apparently right. they're like super aggressive noise even though nobody's ever told them they they just sound like cuddly little guinea pigs because that's what they are even when they're trying to be mad and aggressive it just sounds like bleep, 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 bleep. but they get on each other's backs and then they just chew on each other's ears so we only have one guinea pig cage and it's big and it was expensive to get this one guinea pig cage and so but now we've got it's the, not big enough to hold these two apparently. now we've got like we couldn't it couldn't be more white trash than the fact that we have a guinea pig living in our our bathtub right now he's literally living in the bathtub so that we can keep them separated out so i've got i've got this guinea pig surrounded by shit and piss in the in the bathtub and it stinks in that bathroom and we're trying to figure out what to do we're leaving in a couple days so we can't the people who are my mom's going to be here helping to watch the house like i can't tell her like hey mom keep an eye on the guinea pigs and separate them if they start to chew on each other's ears so like we're trying to figure out are we going to have to make like an a last minute emergency run to the pet store tomorrow to get a separate cage so that we can cage them off which I think is what we're going to have to do cuz even if we were here even if we were around I I I don't know what what we could do other than go get another cage and separate them out cuz they won't leave each other alone and somebody's <laughs> somebody's going to lose an ear Maybe you could just take some cardboard or something and uh just make a partition Turns out they love to chew cardboard the, and well, they will then, chew um, right through cardboard. So, and then the last, the last thing that I had. So that was my like weird guinea pig fight. Uh, the the last thing that I had was I I had something so simple as far as I have a refrigerator and the refrigerator has a water filter in it. And every once in a while, every six months, the water filter has to be changed. So I order a new water. I should back up a little bit. So last time that the water filter went out, I went on Amazon and I looked up the the price of a new water filter and it's expensive it's like 60 bucks for a little tiny dinky water filter well what's great about amazon is they've got a, a bunch of knockoffs that look just like it work exactly the same way they've got reviews so you can see if they're like highly rated if they work well or not i find this other cheap little knockoff water filter pack a three for 30 bucks hey look at me i'm saving money so i order these put it in clicks in just fine everything seems to work we start drinking the water water tastes like like the worst city water you've ever had in your life it's that filter is doing nothing and in fact i think it's contaminating the water worse so i ordered the now lesson learned i order the right filter and it shows up and i you know i take it out of the box i take the old one the one that didn't work i take that out i put the new one in i close it put all the shelving back in front of it and everything close the door go to fill up the water <laughs> i hear a pop inside and then water just starts dumping out of the bottom of my fridge 
So now I'm like, what has happened? So what happened, and, and there's literally, you can look this up online, you can find this, there's people who have had the same issue. If you buy that water filter that not only made my water taste like shit, it also screws up the locking mechanism that the filter has to go into. So now my filter that is the right filter won't click into place so that it'll hold in place. So I've ruined the attachment that this filter now goes into. And again, this is a couple days before I head out on this trip. I now have a puddle of water on my floor. I, the, I had to shut everything off. The ice maker shut off. The water shut off. Everything shut off. The only thing it's doing now, which is what a fridge should do, is keeping things cold. But then we had to go like buy jugs of water so that the people sitting in our house can like have some water that doesn't taste like a cat's butthole. And mm -hmm. w w this is this is where we are now. So I, I said to my wife, like, knock on wood, if this is the only thing that happens, I'm pretty good with that being the, the only emergency to happen just before we go on a vacation. But there's always got to be something. There's got to be something that stresses you out that you have to like, oh, man, when we get back, I'm going to have to get that thing taken care of. I'm going to have to have the technician out. It's going to cost money. Like, I'm already up in my head about it, and it will ruin my entire Hawaiian vacation. So thanks a lot, cheap knockoff water filter. That's all I got. Yeah, stack that on top of the fact that your your swimming pool is also going to be stolen. Oh, my God. I mean, the it's going to be it's going to be absolutely That's going to be the worst worst vacation Hey, hey, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. If the person who happens to steal my swimming pool for me could also take one of the two guinea pigs, that would be fantastic. How long have you had the guinea pigs? We've had them for a while. I mean, I, I, I would say a year, probably. Good. That is six months more than anybody should ever have a guinea pig. And they're getting huge. I had no idea guinea pigs get that huge. We've got a chihuahua and that... Pound for pound, I think the guinea pigs weigh more individually than wow. that, than the chihuahua does. They're huge. Are, are you sure it's not like a capybara? Or something? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> from, the, from South America. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah, these these are very You got them on great. Amazon. It was one of those knockoff ones. You, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, I did. Uh, yeah. And if you if if you get rid of them uh, and learn your lesson and you put another guinea pig in there, it, it, it won't it won't be able to <laughs> they stay. won't connect. Yeah. Those yeah. little suckers are aggressive, man. I don't know. I don't know much about guinea pigs. I never owned one as a kid or anything like that. But man, those things, they were getting after each other. It was it was getting pretty ugly. So, um, Steve, I'm not going to ask Tracy what he did last week because I'm not the host of the show. Oh, that's great. Dave, shut up. Uh, Tracy, <laughs> what uh, what did you get up to? this last week well i i got a new bike yeah. this uh week and one of the reasons i got a new bike is because uh my oldest son uh very thoughtfully wrecked my other one oh, yeah. and caused uh several hundred dollars worth of damage so i just uh put it out on the street with a free sign and somebody walked off with it several hundred dollars worth of damage to the bike or did he actually hit something uh, I don't know if he did damage to anything. Oh, okay. And I, I okay. don't, his story isn't clear to me. Like he just kind of came back. First of all, he left, uh, with his, with my bike because apparently he didn't feel like pumping up the tires on his own. And then he had gone and then just come back. And then he just informed me that like, oh yeah, your bike is, uh, is horked. I'm sorry. Uh, well that happened. And then that was it. <laughs> And so, um, so I go out there and, and this isn't a bike that just spends time just sitting in my garage. Move, I like, right. I put a lot of miles on my yeah, bike. Yeah. And so, um, so that was pretty annoying. And so I got, uh, I got a new bike and, uh, it's not new to It's new to me. It's, uh, it's just, I can't, I wasn't going to put out the kind of money that I need for a brand new bike for what I need. I, I'm not going to put, cause I, I, if I'm going to spend like close to a thousand dollars on a bike, it would probably be an e-bike. And so in this area, I don't know what it is in this area, in the Seattle area, people love bikes. And so if you go to bike shops, it's very difficult to get a bike for under $600. Um, so uh, at least one that you can put a lot of miles on. So I got a bike in the last two days, I put 24 miles on it, but then Tracy, uh, real quick, I, sorry, yes. before you get to that, can I just ask, because I'm totally fine with people who get on bikes and ride trails and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with people who, who ride the bikes on the roads that have a shoulder or have some mm -hmm. way for a bike to get over. I get, my son will attest to this, I get so livid if I get behind a group of bicyclists in their stupid-ass Lycra uh, outfits 
with their riding in the line with their crazy racing wheels and all that riding yeah. on a twisty uphill country road because they want to you know really exert and get that exercise in on with, with no shoulder whatsoever cars mm -hmm. backed up 20 deep because nobody can get yeah. around them because it's twisty turny and i just every time i'm the one screaming with my windows rolled up so they can't hear me of course but I, i'm the one screaming that i just want to hit them i just want to run through them all and god mm -hmm. forbid that there's a day that i snap i will do exactly that i will just I, I will put my Corolla up the ass of each one of those bicyclists and I will just run them all down and I will drive off probably playing a song by Journey. Journey, really, that would have been my choice. But um, yeah, yeah, was, I, mean, I understand that. Maybe Night uh, Ranger. No, but I am not one of those uh, people. I am a, I ride trails and uh, I do it for recreation and exercise. I do not do it to commute. Um, I do not go up Novelty Hill Road Right. Um, yeah. During commute yeah, totally. time. Exactly. hundred percent. Um, yeah. Where they're in the climbing gear and just, yep. just burning, just getting good burn on those thighs yep. uh, while you're going uh, 11 miles an hour yes. uh, up the road. I'm not one of those people. I, I, I do it just for exercise and then it helps me emotionally reset so that uh, I don't harm myself later. And um, so these are all kinds of things that, uh, you know, that I do, but uh, what, I noticed like after about a few, a few miles, just, uh, I heard this sound that was coming from the back and it's the sound where, where the, the wheels rubbing up against the tire at a certain point in the wheel. Yeah. And so, so that's mm -hmm. always like fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm on, and so I've gone like, I've, my first ride is going to be 17 miles. I'm, you know, six or seven miles into it. And now I have, uh, 10 miles of this to look forward to, which is fun. And so, but what was funny is this, I interviewed a guy 20 years ago uh, and it wasn't you. It was about, it was, it was, a, it was about a year or oh, so after a you. work interview. Sorry. I was thinking like yeah. podcast yeah. interview. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it, was okay. A, it, okay. was a, it was a, it was a work interview. And yep. so I had asked him like you might do in an interview to teach me something that like, you know about. So he used to work in a bike shop. He was an engineer, used to work in a bike shop. And, uh, so he explained to me how to do something, which is called to make a wheel true. So to, so what was happening with my wheel is it had not be become true. And it was sort of like just doing this little wobble. I, I believe the term false. is yeah, false. Yes. It had become false. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Which is, sorry. No, it's good. It's good. Precisely. So, um, so he had described for me about these things, about adjusting the tension on spokes and adjusting something called a spoke nipple which yeah. was funny because I, it was the first time I was ever able to get someone to use the word nipple in an interview. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, but I remembered this. So this many years later, I remembered what it is that he taught me. So I went go looking today um, how it is to adjust these and where I found uh, the tension on the place that it had gone uh, untrue. Uh, it had, um, it had a broken, um, a broken spoke. So I was able to diagnose it, uh, easily based on the, uh, the, an interview that happened probably about 20 years and ago. And it made you feel amazing, right? Oh yeah, it did. So I, I went to the, I went to the bike shop. I took it to the bike shop, bike shop. And I explained to him like, like I knew like what was really going on. Yeah. I figured the wheel wasn't true. You know, <laughs> I'm throwing around like you, like you were saying, a pull in the toilet yeah. and stuff like that. So, I, yeah. <laughs> And so he's like, yeah. And I'm like, yes, I went there and I, that's how I discovered. And, and the guy goes, yep, that's how you do it. And I was like, yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to say that you, you took the bike to the bike shop after the fact, just to like casually bring it up in conversation. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. That's my ride outside. I just got it all trued up, you know, cause it was, it was no longer you know, true. Cause it, cause it was not, I didn't not need to bring it in. Cause, uh, I did it all myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, I, I had basically figured out what he would have figured out in about five minutes after taking it in. Oh, here's your problem right here. It's broken. Oh, really? But the I next... figured it out. I got nothing out of it except a little a little satisfaction. And for having at least a decent enough memory to remember what somebody taught me in an right. in, in an in an unintentional conversation. Well, and to then, be fair, it had the word nipple in it, so that's going to stick in your head a little bit better than. Yeah, I don't. I, I I don't mind admitting that probably had a yeah, factor in it yeah. though too. The next step is you waiting outside the front door of that bike shop 
for somebody else to come in with the same problem and then like hijacking them and telling them how to do it themselves yeah, at home, right? which they don't want to hear and they don't want to do. And yeah, the bicycle yeah. shop is not excited about. Yeah. You I'll be like, Hey, <laughs> if uh, you want me to twist your nipple, I will do that and get your, uh, <laughs> and get your wheel fixed. And that might get me punched. Oh, yeah. You know, but the other thing that happened uh, this week, and this is the final thing, was that I got to see uh, my upstairs toilet in my walk-in closet uh, this morning. And that could only mean one thing, that the uh, flooring company finally finished correctly my upstairs flooring in my oh, bathroom, yeah. which, yeah, which they had done. So this is, uh, I don't know, after... After two times of it being un, uh, installed wrong and then paying a plumber to install it a third time, I have seen my toilets outside of their designated place far too much. How then, many times were they used when they weren't hung up? <laughs> because Yeah, I got to feel like in a house full of young boys, like they don't, they don't realize that if a toilet's not where it normally is, you can't use it. I just thought that was where it goes now. Yeah. Yeah, that's my my kids would would pull that. I mean, they're dying. I mean, they would they're dying for any opportunity to pee where they're not supposed yeah, to. Yeah. And and they have to stand in line behind me as well. Um, so it's basically my wife having to deal with this. But uh, the anyway, so it looks like this saga is over, uh, except for um, the, the 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 very little my minor thing of telling the company that installed our floor that. Uh, they have now done it for free. Wonderful. I, I, yeah. I do not intend to pay them. Uh, oh. Hey, Steve, uh, yeah. this is the part where you ask yourself what you did last week. Yeah. Uh, so, Steve, what uh, what did you get up to last week? Well, I'm super excited to tell you about that, Steve. Um, I so My son's starting to drive, and I'm really excited about it. Um, he is not excited about it. And that's why I'm excited. Right. About sure. It. Um, because he's super safe. Like he's very safety oriented. Mm -hmm. You know, I would take him out to try to, you know, show him how to drive before he had his permit. And he, he was like, uh, are there cameras? Like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, they put up cameras to catch, um, people learning how to drive illegally. Steve, um, Steve, where does that where does that come from? Because I agree. I've known Zach, your son, for a long time, obviously, since he was born. And I've also known you and Wendy a lot longer. And you don't you're you're I would say that you're you you like to follow the rules, but I wouldn't say you're like super like safety conscious or anything like that. And I don't get that sense from Wendy. Wendy likes to be adventurous and she doesn't strike me as somebody who is like nervous about getting caught doing something or anything. Where does Zach get that from? Where does that come from? It's uh, he gets the little bit that Wendy and I both have, and he just stacks that together. Gotcha. I think is, what, okay. is basically what, what that is. He, he takes the extreme part from her and the extreme part from me and, and, and slaps it together in a big, uh, in a big anxiety sandwich gotcha. Gotcha. and, you know, lets that, lets that fester. So he's, uh, he's, he is excited, but he's not excited. Um, and I'm and and I'm dropping him off and picking him up for uh, his weight training thing that he's doing in the summer. Yep. And he's like, "Hey, you're not going to have to do this for uh, for very much longer." And I'm and it hits me. I'm not going to be able to do this for very much longer. Like, right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, it's never been a pain in the ass, really. It's it's always been kind of a delight to, you know, take him places and he's going to be, you know, pretty soon he's going to be driving himself places, which, you know, whatever convenience, but, um, but it's that little bit of time that I would get with him in the car, you know? So, um, so I'm excited for him to do it. He yeah. starts his classes on Monday. Um, and it's an accelerated course. Um, <laughs> good one. Well, it is, it's, it's, yeah. uh, Oh, I did not yeah. even, I did give not. me a break. <laughs> accelerated course. Let me, let me steer this back on course. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Tracy. Hey. Oh wow. Sir, Steve. Look at the dad joke ourselves Steve, to death. That was clutch. <laughs> All right. Gosh, I'm exhausted. Oh god. You know, now that you say that, I'm tired as well. <laughs> oh, God. Let's get this back into gear. 
All right. Um, <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. This is right. why we get paid the big bucks, folks. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's true. Exactly. That this is going to be on all the best ofs now. <laughs> so when you're, this is my number number one question was that when you're out teaching him to drive, are you like going to insist that he put together a mixtape? Um, see, that's the kind of driving that I teach. The kind of driving that Wendy teaches is very different from the kind of driving that I am. I'm like, yeah, okay. But don't you think he needs like a plurality of styles here? He so. Yes. Like, I'm like, okay, first, this is how you do it. You, you go in, you go into Spotify and you start selecting right. songs yeah. that you yeah, want yeah. to be driving, driving to. You don't want to select anything that you don't like because, you know, you don't want to have to switch it while you're driving. That's the thing. You want it to be like the next song has yeah. to be even better than the last. So um, the kind of driving that Wendy teaches uh, is uh, look out for those things in the road. Hmm, yeah. Um, yeah. She's like <laughs> really safety good that's we we're both you know bringing our strengths to the uh uh to the table here but uh steve because uh, 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 this is my memory uh our driving instructor uh eliason eliason see i wanted to say cats i knew that wasn't him but they were interchangeable they were pretty much the same <laughs> short withered same, same body, different yeah. heads. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. so I remember uh, this reminded me of this. Like, I remember I was in the back seat and Glenn, of the driver's ed car, and Glenn, I'm not going to use Glenn's last name, but Glenn was driving. And Mr. Eliason was, of course, in the passenger seat. And Mr. Eliason had his own set of pedals. He could hit the brakes if he needed to in, in case something went terribly wrong. And we were driving down the Kittitas Highway and, uh, Mr. Eliason said, you know, they were going over like the because we'd driven into town and he was going over like what Glenn did, what he didn't do, all that kind of stuff. And he said, Glenn, do you have any questions for me? And Glenn put his arm around Mr. Eliason as though he was his girlfriend and said, yeah, do you put out? <laughs> and Mr. Eliason on the Kittitas Highway laid a patch of rubber hitting those brakes so hard with both feet. He slammed on those brakes and told Glenn to get out. Right there on the Kittitas Highway, we thought he wasn't going to let him back into the car, but then he he had one of I think uh, Miranda I think it was got yeah. into the got into the driver's seat and Glenn got in the back with me and we drove the rest of the way and Glenn failed the class. <laughs> well, one thing uh, that settles that question, though. <laughs> right? Didn't didn't he say brake check on that? That like, that was a different one. We were who was that? I that might have been Toby. In fact, I don't know. He, he that was one of his favorite jokes though, as he would just say under his breath, kind of brake check, and then he would just hit the brakes. And usually it was on the gravel roads and <laughs> the gravel streets in Kittitas. So you just kind of go <laughs> in the gravel, and then he'd let him go, and you'd keep going again, and he'd chuckle to himself while everybody in the car would just poop their pants. So anyway, yeah. Steve, back to back to Zach, back to driving. So is oh, he is he yeah. is he picking it up? Is he doing well? Is it? I he's doing all right. Yeah, okay. like um. So I would feel comfortable if um I were to be in a medical situation <laughs> if he were if he could drive me to right. the emergency room. That's all you the, need. The thing that terrifies me about Zach is it him getting into an accident. It's. Um, it's his phone dying and him not knowing where he is. Right. He, I, I think our kids spend so much time looking at their, you know, devices when they're driving around. Yeah. They don't know where the hell they are for a long time. Yeah. For a, like, like, uh, we live, we've lived in Kirkland and we've been traveling up and down the 405 corridor and he'll look over in like the middle of Bellevue and be like, are we close to home? No. No, yeah. we're not. Yeah. We're not close to home at all. We're we're like we're like two Costco's away from home, yeah. and and, and two, he, but two, he, seriously, he wouldn't know. Like we're he, two ceviche like, oh. purchases away from home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he he um like I made the joke, you know, getting the nervous phone call from him, like Dad, I I I don't know where I am. Okay, well, describe what you see. Okay, well, there's. Um, uh, there's, there's some grass and there's a yeah. couple of trees and there's a fence and, and yeah, I'm at the uh, corner of walk and don't walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then I'll be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's our house, son. Just come on inside. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But he, uh, I, I am concerned a little bit about that. Like, he's like, Hey, do you know where you're at? 
like he'll he'll look over to me and be like, you know, you're at like I haven't been driving my ass around this area for 20 right. years, you know, in every single road. Um, but that's what I'm that's what I'm concerned about. Not so much his um, his safety of hitting something, but his safety of, you know, wandering into a business park somewhere and like not knowing where the sun comes up. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's what I'm concerned about. Yeah. But but it's it's all right. Um, the other thing that I want to mention is um, I've been taking this uh, webinar class for uh, ADHD uh, because it's just uh, is this on how to get it or uh, what? Know uh, how to deal with it as an adult. Um, and yeah. I, I want to tell you that, you know, having it is one of those things. I mean, I talked about it a lot, uh, but um, it's important to stay, you know, tuned up and tuned in to what is going on your coping mechanisms and how, how to deal with it because I, every day I wake up, I still have it and I still don't know how to do all the things with it. So, um, so I've taken this, um, webinar class has been about six of them. Uh, and it's every, okay, this is the, it's on Friday at 5 PM. So if you're going to have an ADHD webinar where people have to, by all means, do it yeah. when all of our medication yeah. is worn yeah. off yeah. on the most exciting last day ever. So we're either going to be super tired or super jacked or not ready to be on that <laughs> webinar. Um, so it's a little over an hour. Uh, but I have to say that I have picked up a lot of great stuff from it. And I, I'm really going to miss the people that I've got to interact with. So one, one of the things about it is this person, this, this ADHD expert gives you all these um, different strategies and things to do and things to look for and, and, you know, how to, how to, you know, be less impulsive and, and look inside yourself a little more. It's, it's been really nice that way. But what I didn't expect was all the people on the, um, on the call with me, at the same time, because when I'm out in the world, I'm covering that up, right? I'm, I'm doing my best to not show people, particularly new people that I know that I have this. And it's something that I, that they have to deal with <laughs> because I have to deal with it. I, I conceal it a lot. And, um, on this call with these folks, I, they are a motley crew and I am just as much a part of this group as every other member there. And it's been really nice to just hang out with a bunch of people that, that are struggling with the same, it's with the same shit that you have been struggling with your yeah. entire life. You, there's nothing. It must be very relaxing oh, a little bit to not have to conceal any of this. There's simply no pressure to have any kind of impulse that has to be explained or, uh, hidden or qualified in any kind of way. And oh, it's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, everybody's so nice. Like they're, they're all genuinely interested. Somebody has something that they do that somebody else picks up on. I wish I had a support group like this that I could just go to regularly and just hang out with these folks. Right. Yeah. Just for an hour, yep. an hour a week. That's all I would need. But Holy cow. I, I really have enjoyed that. Have, have either of you been in like a support group type situation where you've really enjoyed that kind of thing? No, and no. I, no. I didn't expect it. Cause this is the first time it's happened to me. No, I haven't really even been in a family that's yeah. been supportive, yeah, no. frankly, or that I mean, I've enjoyed. So, yeah. Yeah. That I've enjoyed, but, yeah. uh, but I'm I'm open to it. It's, um, it's great. You know, uh, uh, most people, most people don't understand that you can go out, you can be, um, you can actually be very effective at some, some jobs you're just better at, uh, because you have ADHD, but, um, that you can just go out and be a productive member of society and nobody would ever believe in a million years that, you know, you might have this, yeah. but, um, but it's nice to not have to pretend and not have to feel total, you know, wor worry that you're going to be judged by anybody that's, you know, right. Yep. So I, it's out there. I, I, I know that, you know, most people know that I, you know, deal with this, but it's, it's, 
Yeah, it's pretty great. Steve, this is the part of the show where we say we've gone on for 30 minutes and you make a smart-ass comment about you going on too long about ADHD, and then we go into the commercial break. But first, you, uh, thank, but first you thank Peter Kleins for last okay. week's interview. Okay, okay. Uh, so uh, tomorrow will be my last session, and I'm kind of bummed about it. Uh, so we've gone on way too long uh, in the intros, as as always. I would like to thank Peter Kleins for last week's interview. We had a really great time talking to um, that author about um, his books. I'm a little bummed we didn't get to talk about Paradox Bound, but that just gives us something to talk Wait about. Wait a minute. He's a writer? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was wonderful. He was very yeah. wonderful and very gracious. I felt that my questions were the best. <laughs> did you did you ask a question? Because I, I remember you jabbering on for 20 minutes straight and then just ending it in a sort of He's like, I so I guess my question is, yeah, that's awesome. Do you remember yeah. when <laughs> do you remember when you're in the Beatles? I I literally listened to that part like four times because it i'm like wow where am i go i am not going anywhere with this but um but i would like to thank peter he was uh uh, he was great um says said to our faces that he wants to come back so um we'll bring him back and talk about his new stuff and paradox bound and all that great stuff very good so we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break on the steve and dave show Just in time for summer, Wild Horse Pizza brings you the extra cheesy, extra saucy, extra tasty, sizzling hot meat pizza deal. (laughs) Buy either a meat lover's pizza or present a valid ID that you're over 50 and female and Wild Horse Pizza will knock three bucks off of your purchase. And remember, whether you're a hot podcaster ordering extra cheese or a podcaster's mom craving extra meat, Wild Horse Pizza will satisfy you in 30 minutes or less, or it's free. Wild Horse Pizza. Keeping a personal calendar is a handy way to make sure that you can keep track of your busy week. Most experts agree that the best way to keep a calendar is to keep what's called a zero-based calendar, where every moment is accounted for. For those that want to take organization a step further, using a color coding system to organize events can help you see what types of activities are taking up most of your time. Finally, having a calendar nearby when a friend asks you what you did last week can help you recall interesting aspects of your week so that maybe you could share them on a podcast. This has been Tracy's Guide to Personal Time Management Minute. Well, okay. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna cruise on by that and pretend we didn't we didn't hear any of that. So, um, so a, a few weeks back, we had a uh, we had a guest on named Tom Winkler. Yeah, we um, did. Dutyman.com. Uh, he it, really great, uh, really great conversation. Um, a lot of fun, and uh, we. Uh, made it clear in no uncertain terms that when he comes to Seattle, uh, we are hosting his show. So yeah, he had a one man show to talk about the the origin story and the development of Duty Man or Duty.com uh, at that time. Yeah, amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so he's great. So um, we had a good time with him. And uh, apparently he had a good good enough time that he has sent us a package now we have not opened this package. Um, we're going to open it right here on the uh, on the podcast for you. Tracy's holding it up, and I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to let t- Tracy take over. To uh, and yeah. I was uh, I was afraid of what might actually be something that a guy who drew duty comics might send us. Tracy, yeah. I need uh. you to paint a picture with words because that's the magic of radio. Now the the one thing I will say is this envelope has very obviously never been opened. It is straight out of the mailbox, never been touched. Nobody knows what's inside. 
Oversized. And, and that, that, is, that is very true. So I got it, and it looked like, well, Tom's, I don't know if, if Tom had an assistant to mail this, because he probably does. He's a very important person, probably had an assistant to mail to, uh, this to us. And his, uh, his assistant, I don't know, maybe, I don't want to profile, but is either maybe a third grader or perhaps a mass murderer. Sure. Sure. Yeah, could be working for Tom here. So in this, so my my address uh, is a uh, is across the the middle, and his parts of at least uh, some of his address is on the upper. And there's two like oversized stamps, both uh, uh, Bugs Bunny stamps that mm. are on there. So wonderful. Um, that yeah, that is wonderful. So I, let me. I would I if I were you, I would actually cut those off with scissors and save them. Yeah, you you would. Yeah. No, I would you, not. But yeah, send, I, send send him a video of you doing it and then smelling them. Right. Yeah, yeah. Bob. I'll, I'll give that some thought there. So I'm I'm ready to see what's inside. Yeah, let's, you let's guys not, ready yeah, to let's not delay this any longer. So let's um. So let's uh. Let me just go ahead and. Well, hopefully you didn't tear what was inside. Yeah, I a... know that's the first thing I thought of. Was doing. Well, you you are open. Have you ever opened an envelope before? <laughs> uh. Well. Uh, I have a couple times actually. Okay, yeah, so. what do we got? There? Oh, we have a letter right here. Uh, Dave, Steve, and Tracy, in the, in that order. Yeah. Uh, thank you uh, for your fandom, uh, your show, uh, and your interview, and of uh, uh, me. I believed uh, you when you said you'd travel to see my one man show. Uh, it was an honor to be interviewed and asked such great questions. I think he's talking mostly about my questions, though, actually. Probably. Uh, you guys really get comedy and timing, and you were fun to spend time with. Wishing you continued success. Thanks again. All the best. Tom. All right. Oh, yeah. Perfect. So, what a lovely so, gesture. So in it, what he has included is he has included some original artwork. Oh, shut of, up. Of the, of the three of us. Um, in, in his uh, sort of signature duty man, and he calls us duty men. And here we are sitting around a table uh, as he remembers us from our faces there. Uh, and, we're uh, all on. Yeah, we're all sitting on toilets with our pants down around our ankles at yes. a table with microphones. Exactly, which is which is exactly. So we have um, we have uh, three different. Uh, variations of this same drawing that he's included to us. So one for each of us, I would well imagine. Oh, wow. And so, um, and uh, it's, it's amazing, like how it is that he wrote like some big letters with Tracy. That is just quite remarkable. So anyway, <laughs> we're so grateful to Tom for being on the show and his, in his graciousness for sending this. Tracy's this it's very easy to tell which one Tracy's is because it's the one with the quivering, quivering butthole on it. The, 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 yeah, the quivering uh, the buttocks yes yeah, see, he sent so. tracy a gif yeah yes how did that how do you how do you do that on paper that's, that's exactly amazing. it's uh yeah well i mean he's been an animator for a long time so if anybody could have figured now out, i will say fun. this we've had we've had some big guests we've had some small guests we've had everything in between uh we've had steel panther adam carolla greg fitzsimmons lots of people that you'd probably recognize nobody's ever sent us a gift Tom is the first guest that we have ever had on this show in the hundreds of guests we've had to ever send us anything. So thank you, Mr. Tom Winkler. I appreciate it. And Ooh, also, thank you. I really Last like your act. I really like your dad's work, Henry. Uh, okay, uh, Steve, this is where you uh, would transition into the headlines. Okay, so let's see what uh, Tracy has for us in the headlines. I didn't like that. Do that again. Let's see what Tracy has for us in the headlines. There it is. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Yeah! Our first story, a homeowner in Michigan found an unusual surprise when renovating his porch. David Olson, 33, said he uncovered over 150 Bowling balls when he demolished the concrete slab of the porch at his home in Norton Shores. So, uh, I have questions. How? Why? Does it explain why these were here? Was <laughs> Is this an old bowling ball burial ground, ancient burial ground? I believe this was the original plot to Poltergeist. I don't know. Uh, you David don't Wilson know? Says, Before I smashed <laughs> anything with a hammer, I was able to pull one of the cinder blocks to one side and take a peek and I saw a bunch of sand and half 
black and blue spheres. That's when I was intrigued and started brushing the sand off and realized it was a bowling ball. Okay. So, well, actually, let me ask you this. Have either of you guys, have you ever... Like, I remember uh, the farm that I grew up on, you would, all the time, you would, like, you'd be out uh, tilling, like, the the dirt in the back or something like that, and you'd pull up, like, an old, like, old, old Coke bottle or Pepsi bottle or something like that. Right. You'd pull up some some tin, like, some sardines tin from forever ago. Have you guys ever found anything of actual value and or importance in that kind of situation? Just like this what? guy breaking open a cinder block, digging something up, whatever it might be? In the property that I grew up on, we had found uh, a stash of moonshine that probably dated back to Prohibition times. Right. Uh, that uh, was just a little bit uh, in some rotted boards and a little bit under the surface. And you could still smell some of the things that were in it and uh, these old mason jars that were in it. And so I f we were felt like we were just touching a little bit of history. Did there. you drink it? No, of course I did. Okay. All right. Yeah, Steve. Was, how about uh, you? It was, it was turpentine, but uh, it, but we went mistook it for moonshine. But uh, you ever you find know, anything, Steve? You ever find anything? Well, out in this old, um, out in this old semi uh, tractor trailer graveyard um, that we were kicking around in one time, we found some old moldy Playboys. Right. That's about it. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. All right. So, how? What, explain, Tracy. What's going on with the bowling balls? Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing. Oh my god! That really? really? Just, no, uh, no. I, I, I <laughs> do you really not have that? Because I, I know what what it is. I, 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 do, I read do, you, do you know what it is? Just tell yeah, me. So, the... so apparently, hang on. This the, is the night. This is the night Walter Cronkite had to hand off to Dan Rather, and he hated it, but he had to do it because Dan had, had to, to scoop. do it. There was Dan it, had it, to scoop. There, there, I was out of uh, newsreel to read. Well, and, Walter, and Dan, uh, Dan I did it. some in-depth reporting on this. And I was able to find that this uh, this area was near the old Brunswick bowling ball factory. And a lot of the people that were there, they, they would get these old, like slightly misshapen bowling balls mm -hmm. and they would use them for shit around the house. Like they they need to level a floor or something. They'd put a whole bunch of bowling balls underneath wow. it to level it or they, they needed to fill something out. They 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 would crush them up and they would they would use them for all kinds of stuff, but they would, they would just have all these, this is, this is going to be like, the, this is going to be like the pile of oranges at the supermarket. He's going to pull one out and his whole house is going to fall over. Oh, you'd absolutely think that, but, but could you imagine like being married and bringing a couple of misshapen bowling balls home and just, you keep bringing them home. Yeah. What, what your partner spouse is going to say yeah. about that. Um, like what, why stop stop where yeah stop bringing them what home. are we going to do with these yeah. giant bowling balls i yeah. mean uh, but but on the other end wouldn't you love to have access to a bunch of bowling balls you do find shit to do with them all the right time. yeah you know that that reminds me that the um the night i graduated we had a senior party afterwards and uh we were the first stop on this trek was a bowling alley uh and so i don't know why but uh so they had this door prize at this uh at this uh party and uh, it was a bowling ball and uh lo and behold i won the bowling ball yeah you did so so Ooh. i had this bowling ball and Liquid i had it through the, i had it through the night and uh and so when the uh, school bus had dropped me off in town where i was expecting my uh, uh my loving parents to uh, celebrate me uh, coming home as a, a graduated uh, um, diploma carrying, you know, member yeah. of society, uh, they weren't there. And, uh, and this was, uh, so I reached in to my pocket to get my cell phone and uh, discovered that I wouldn't have a cell phone for another nine years. Yeah. And so, um, I was like, oh my God. So I then was going to make I, a joke that this was 1967. So <laughs> what I did is I realized that, that they were not coming to pick me up. And I, I, I was about five or six miles from where it is that they dropped me off. And so I began like walking home. And of course, I had to be carrying the, the just the most 
the, the most difficult thing in the world to carry was this box containing a 16 pound bowling ball. Yeah. yeah. And I'd, in, in, in dress clothes, clothes I've been in for pr- practically a day. And, uh, and I was tired and slept all night. So I had to walk six miles home, uh, carrying a bowling ball. And so, um, Oh my I God. Never, never use that bowling ball. That is a story. So my son and I play this game where we come up with backstories for people that we see on, on the street. Sure. I would have loved to have passed you. Yeah. <laughs> my, I would have loved to have heard what my kid would have come up with and, and, about and, dress clothes and a, and a, and a bowling ball in a box. Knowing, knowing Tracy, like I do, I actually thought you were, that story was going to go somewhere where you said, and since they didn't show up to pick me up, I found the tallest hill I could, and I set the bowling ball at the top of it and watched it roll all the way down. Like, I thought it was going to oh, be something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to, and, and I imagined it. Once I climbed to the top of the hill, Duval's on a hill yeah. as it looks over the Snoqualmie River. And so I, I was, once I got to the top of it, I thought, oh, wouldn't this be cool just to let this go yeah. right down Valley Street, I, just right there and just watch it, just the devastation that would follow as it I, just picked I, up speed. I worked with a guy who I won't even, I don't work with him anymore. I haven't in years, but I still don't want to mention his name just in case anybody would want to come after him for this but when he was younger like 16 17 years old he and his friends would go to the local supermarket and they would steal a bunch of watermelons from the cardboard holder outside the supermarket they put them in the back of his chevy love pickup they would drive to the tallest hill they could find in woodenville that had cars parked on all sides of it and then they would open the tailgate and roll all the watermelons out at the same time and watch them go careening down the hill, denting cars, smashing into cars, setting car alarms off. And then they would hightail it out of there, cackling the whole way. And he said, he said, we didn't do this once. We did this 20, 30 times throughout my high school year, my high school career. So that was I always thought that would be it would be pretty awesome to do once and just <laughs> watch it just beat the shit out of all the cars on the way down that something something like that's got to make the news oh like that's got like that's got to make national news like a a, what would you call it um an outbreak of of watermelons (laughs) yeah and just oh god the smell and the taste yeah boy big big watermelon hates us right it would uh definitely make the news our second story a bunch of watermelon right. came down. No, sorry. <laughs> Our second story, a Burger King sign has gone viral after employees of one of the chain's restaurants left a notice to management on the sign outside that read, we all quit. Sorry for the inconvenience. Rachel Flores began working at a location in Lincoln, Nebraska in August and was promoted to general manager just a few months later after the departure of the previous manager. Flores who worked in restaurants before, including other Burger Kings. And she was familiar with the environment, but she was unprepared for the environment and the experience from upper management. So we all quit. Sorry for the inconvenience. Read the message posted on the sign outside. And Flores and six other employees decided to put in their two weeks notice on that day. There, it, wow. it takes a lot for one person to quit Burger King, let alone everybody, because they have those little mini onion rings that are so delicious. And they're always right there in the fryer. And as a person who worked at Burger King for many years, you could just walk right by and take one out. And nobody was the wiser. And they were delicious. Are they they like hot? Do you develop like calluses from grabbing the hot? Well, they go into the deep fryer. And then from the deep fryer, you take the basket and you dump it into a large catch bin and those are sitting there with a little metal cup that you can then scoop out to put in the little paper holder. So they're not like straight out of the fryer hot. They're sitting under a heat lamp hot. You can pick one out and easily and eat it. So you, uh, did you time that sweet spot of time where they were like just uh, as hot as it could be without being too hot? No, but I ate a shitload of them. I ate so many of those things. It was insane. Like I'm sure yeah, you... I had the worst breath ever. Like I bet my coworkers just hated me because I just. In, in between hostess snowballs. <laughs> she's uh sharing uh sharing hostess products with the cattle but uh so anyway we had just got really tired of upper management and them not uh, coming to help and not caring about the employees and as i became a general manager it got more and more crazy now flores and several other employees put in their two weeks notice to the management at the end of june flores alleges that on several occasions she would go into her work and a shift was meant for five to seven people would only be staffed by two or three and she said that uh, there were many days where the work conditions were unsafe for employees who were left to work in dangerously hot temperatures without 
air conditioning in the beginning of summer uh, when that, it is extremely hot it would be extremely hot in the kitchen that and that so, that would suck because I, I mean they all any fast food place has a way to cook the the burgers but it, like burger king's not effing around when they say that it's flame broil like it is literally a broiler that you send those things through that is constantly on and constantly like it, it's hot even because again i worked in one for a while even when there was air conditioning, if you were, especially if you were the one pulling the patties off the thing as they came out and putting them on the bun, that was a hot, hot job. And if they didn't have air conditioning there, that's ridiculous. Like, I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't have been long in that restaurant either. Well, can, can we just back up a bit when he said they said they put in their two weeks notice? And can we just call bullshit on that for just a minute? Because um, that... Uh, I, I talk to a lot of people that think that they need to put in two weeks notice um, when they quit, no matter what. And it's like, no, because your job is not going to give you two weeks notice when they're going to lay you off. They, they can show up anytime and give you a, give you a slip and say, Oh, today's your last day. Yeah. The and, only, you know, the only time you give two weeks notice is if it's an industry or a, a company, you may want to come back to at some point. Right. Right, exactly. You, you. W w it really is a courtesy that you're extending. You don't yeah. need to extend that courtesy. It's like, no, no, yeah. we're dying in here. I'm, yeah. uh, you yeah. know what? I'm going to give you two more weeks. Yeah. yeah. But uh, to be fair, if you're if you're going to make that jump to Dairy Queen, you don't want to burn any bridges yeah. here. So anyway, yeah. you're probably. Lori said that uh, when she told her boss of an upper management about her experience, uh, she received comments like, "You're being a baby." <laughs> a baby pants. <laughs> Our third story, a Florida man returning from a home from a doctor's appointment found a stranger. Uh, uh, oh, wait, 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 yes. Dave. Pensacola. Pensacola. Okay. I'm going to say Orlando. Go ahead. Okay. Very good. After skinny dipping in the backyard swimming pool, sheriff's uh, official said at first, the man only noticed clothes scattered uh, across the lanai earlier in the week in Charlotte County. Sheriff's officials said in social media Tuesday that when he saw the woman in the pool and called deputies, um, she refused to leave. Do we know where this was? Hang on. I'm going to find this out here. Yeah, what's the county? Yeah. Also, somehow the way that story was worded broke my brain. Did this guy just find a naked woman in his pool? Is that the, That's pretty much Is that the TLDR? Okay. I don't... It, yeah. it depends. It's Florida, so you got about a 50-50 chance of her being the type of person you would want to be naked in your pool but if she's very much not if she's not the type of person you want in your pool in florida she is very much not the type of person you want in your pool in florida and i had to reverse engineer this thinking okay what parts of florida would would this actually merit somebody calling the cops and i'm like okay stuck up orlando probably right right yeah so yeah so this was a uh, Port Charlotte in Charlotte's County Sheriff's. Port um, Charlotte. Yeah. So yep. you'll have to do do a um get on the maps and figure out what major <laughs> city that's close to. I'm, I'm unsure. I'll figure it out. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, the the woman was hostile apparently and told sheriff's deputies to leave her alone. They asked her several times to get out of the pool and get dressed, and she finally followed their orders but resisted when the deputies tried to detain her. She pulled away and said she was not going anywhere. Uh, but just to be clear, it is uh, Steve. You said Orlando. I said Orlando. It's yeah. much closer to Orlando than it is to Tallahassee, but it's just south of Tampa. Yeah, just south. Yeah, I, I, I'm not giving either one of us points on that. No. Okay. Well, well, well played. Deputies took her to uh, Charlotte's County Jail, but she refused to tell them her name. But officials eventually identified her through. Back jail. <laughs> yes. My name's Sally. So, anyways, so her through her previous uh, jail booking photos, she apparently she had a record. In case uh, you're surprised by that, the 42 year old woman was charged with trespassing and resisting law enforcement uh, enforcement office, officer without violence. <laughs> That's by swimming to the other end of the pool. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, so one of us is going to have to get in there yeah. and Marco, Marco Polo her ass out of the pool. And you've, you've done that thing. You've been in a pool, especially a deep one where you're trying to run fast towards something. You, you can't, you, you just can't. That's that was that was probably six hours trying yeah. to get that yeah. lady out of that pool. I think you'd, you'd use one of those skimming 
tools those nets totally. try to like yeah. just try to grab her by the head or something yep. <laughs> somebody get a hose we're gonna drain this pool yeah. <laughs> oh. a more serious story you know moderating a facebook gardening group in western new york is not without its challenges there are complaints of woolly bugs inclement weather and novice members who insist on using dish dish detergents on their plants and then there's the word Ho, oh, Facebook's algorithms sometimes flag this particular word as violating community standards, apparently referring to a different word, one without the E at the end. It's nonetheless misspelled as the garden tool. Normally, Facebook's automated systems will flag posts as offending material and delete them. But if a group's member or worse administrators violate the rules too many times, the entire group can get shut down. Elizabeth Licata, one of the group's moderators, was worried about this. After all, the group WNY Gardeners has more than 7,500 members who use it to get gardening tips and advice. And it's been especially popular during the pandemic when many homebound people took up gardening for the first time. There is there is quite a bit of this going on right now. Like as these algorithms sort of pick up steam and as, as these companies start to use them more and more, there was, um, you know, I, I, the comic strip Bloom County. I'm I'm a big fan of Bloom County, and there's a right. Bloom County fan page that that uh, the original author will post to at times. Like he he's even active on it. And there was there somebody recently posted something about the dandelion, the great dandelion assassination, which was a storyline from one of the comic strips. And it was a very you know it's a comic strip. There's there wasn't yeah. an, an actual assassination. It got flagged and shut down because it had the word assassination in it, and they were never able to get it back. They appealed to Facebook several times. But Facebook just lets these algorithms do all the work, and then there's really nobody there to to like if something like this happens, sort of course correct. They just kind of go like, ah, we got lots of groups, we got lots of people, we got lots of users. It's okay if one little group's pissed off; it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah, so something like this, there's no, there's no recourse to yeah. to fix it correct. at all, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So with this problem with the word "ho," I kind of mentioned that while their group is useful. For local gardeners, it also facilitates casual sexual encounters. Oh, <laughs> and that's the news, that, fellas. Uh, that my my group um, of riders up and down uh, the I five corridor, uh, Pen I five, is uh, also has also been flagged and taken down. Really, inappropriateness. Yeah, Pen I five. Oh, write it down. Okay. <laughs> It's penis. You know, it's that's, penis, uh, folks. That's going to be your next uh, vanity license plate. I can tell. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I, I will, yeah. That's. I will say this, Steve. If you just thought of that on the fly, that's pretty good, but it it wasn't good enough. Now, I did. I, I right. really, I really did. But uh, yeah, you know, that's. I, I talk about if the joke is ninety percent there, it's still not there. Um, yeah, that was that was like a 90 percenter. So here's where you end this awkwardness and say we've gone well over an hour and it's time to wrap things up and get the hell out of here. Well, folks, we have gone well over an hour and that is far too long for anybody to have to sit and listen to our crap. So what we're going to do is we're going to cut you loose um, and we're going to uh, we're going to talk to you next week. But before we go, Dave, do you have anything else you'd like to add? I don't. I'm going to be out on vacation next week. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to uh, probably get my yard ready before. I just wanted to say I don't and then say a lot of stuff after that because I never get a chance to do that. But no, I have nothing else. <laughs> okay. Tracy, what about you, man? Once again, to Tom Winkler, very grateful for the original artwork and, you, uh, and being really the only guest that's ever given us uh, much of a gift, uh, gift. Wait a minute. What about that uh, gal, uh, Chelsea, that we contacted on... Uh, on uh, Craigslist one time. Remember, she answered an ad many years ago. I, you guys remember that? Yeah, she gave us herpes, but that's not the same thing. That's no. not a gift. No. Uh, that, that, okay. Tracy, before, before Steel I... Steel Panther gave us, like, all concert passes and stuff, too. Yeah, I guess that's true. Before, that was, that was... you guys are making me look like an asshole now, because <laughs> you see you're doing the yeah, but thing again, okay? Uh, hey, I'm kidding. Tracy, uh, uh, before we see you next time, though, you got to have all three of those framed for us. And ready oh, to yeah, present his gifts. Absolutely, yes. Okay. <laughs> you better take that shit down to Ben Franklin. Yep. Yeah. Do they do that? <laughs> do they, uh, do I'm going to be asking around. Uh, if any listeners have uh, anybody they want to recommend, go ahead and send it to the Dave and Steve Show at Gmail. 
com. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. I have nothing else for you. Uh, but for Dave and Tracy and myself, uh, we'd like to have you listen to us again on the Dave and Steve with Tracy show. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. No, we're not ending the show that way. Do it again. All right. So for Dave, Tracy, and me, Steve, we'll see you next time on the You Dave won't you won't see them next time. They can't see you. Do it again. So for Dave, yeah. Tracy, yep. and myself, you'll hear us again next time on the Dave and Steve show. That time you didn't say Steve. You just said myself. So do it one more time. This is the one you're going to nail it right here. Go. This is everything. So yeah. for next time. For next for time. Ta- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So for Dave and Tracy and Steve, you'll hear us next time on the Dave and Steve show. <laughs>